the This Week in Music History podcast with Marty Miller from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. Hello there, we're taking a look now at the week of November 22nd until 26th in music history. What's it all about? Well, every single day on the radio we do the day in music history and we thought to ourselves, lazy podcast, we could just take the week that was in music history and rehash the whole thing again in one big old session, as it were. This was the week that we lost Michael Hutchins of In Excess. Do you remember that? 1997. There was all sorts of confusion about how he died, shall we say. 30 years as well since losing Freddie Mercury, the only rock star I ever cried over. 17 years of age, hearing that Freddie had gone, it was like, oh no... Grabbed the old Queen tapes and the Walkman and off I went, by my own, shed a few tears. And in 1984 this week, well, the world of pop music was getting very Christmassy and our Bono was stepping to the forefront. First of all, though, in 1990 this week, it was Bill Wyman who was front and centre. Why? Calling a halt to his 17-month marriage to Mandy Smith. Now, you'll remember when Bill started going out with Mandy he was 47 and she was 13 and funnily enough the old marriage didn't last but on the day everyone was really happy for them except Charlie Watts he's the one moaning in the middle I think it's a very good idea he got married I'm glad he's finally taken the plunge but I don't know anything about it perhaps I haven't made a decent man out of him you think he's settled down that's another story yep Charlie I don't really know anything about him. 1996, the world lost in excess singer Michael Hutchins, found dead in his hotel in Sydney. He was 37. Hutchins' death has stunned the music industry, both here in Australia and overseas. Uh, it's just horrific news and um, I'm shocked. I just spoke to my friend who was just about to go on tour with him around Australia. I can't believe it. In 1975 this week, Queen started a massive run at number one with the song Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, though, bear in mind, record company people were saying, it's too long. It will, we won't even chart. You're crazy. Not only did it chart, it went straight to the top. But for now, Brian May giving us a little run through Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, there you have... <laughs> the three of us um, pretending to be girls, really. <laughs> the female part of the choir. Do you want to hear it again? It sounds pretty weird on its own, but of course it, it all makes sense in, in the structure of the harmony. I'd just like to include this because I think it's funny. And Jerry Lee Lewis is still alive. How is that possible? 1976, ten hours after his last arrest, Jerry Lee Lewis is arrested again, sitting outside Elvis Presley's Graceland home with a loaded gun on his lap. What are you going to do with that gun? You going to shoot Elvis Presley? I said, well, if you're silly enough to think that, that's a problem with something. Get out of the car, Go on, the killer. 1991, we lost Freddie Mercury. Complications from AIDS one day after admitting that he was HIV positive. Freddie Mercury was openly bisexual. He enjoyed the rock star lifestyle to the full. He was born in Zanzibar of Persian descent and spent most of his childhood in India before going to art school in London. He was generous with his wealth and famous for his wild parties, though he played down the glamorous side. 
You know, it's like a housewife, to be honest. I just go on there, go on there and do my job and then come home. Pete Best of the Beatles, the original drummer in the Beatles, turned 80 this week and also celebrating a birthday this week of the Stone Roses and Seahorses, John Squire. Love to give you a little listen to John doing Love Spreads, but John's guitar parts in isolation. Love this. <laughs> To 1984 we go, when the cream of the music world came together in a recording studio to do a song under the banner Band-Aid. And of course our Bono stepped up. Well tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. And it being the week of Freddy... In 1996 this week, a statue in Montreux in Switzerland was put up in tribute to Freddie Mercury. He spent a lot of time there, did you know that? It was three metres high looking over Lake Geneva, unveiled by Freddie's dad and the opera singer Montserrat Caballé. Queenheads Brian May and Roger Taylor were also there for that. We actually tried London, but um, although the fans were very keen on the idea, the authorities were not. Montreux is very close to the the heart of the band really particularly Freddie because the last few years of his life were mostly spent here and um, it was a very peaceful place for Freddie because he wasn't pursued by the press like he was in England To 1968 we go and Cream said goodbye world we're done a farewell show at the Royal Albert Hall in London The date was November the 26th 1968 A British rock group called simply Cream were making their farewell appearance at one of London's greatest concert houses, the Royal Albert Hall. The Albert Hall is the spiritual home of many of London's finest symphony orchestras, and particularly of the world-famous promenade concerts. That night, it was host to one of England's finest rock groups, the Queen. And from calling it a day to getting it back on together. Hell froze over for the Eagles this week in 1994. And then we had a meeting with Joe. And it seemed like uh, the magic was still there. Well, the next day, the three of us got together. We all uh, agreed to uh, to give it a shot. I called up Henley. Uh, I said, Don, it's Timothy. He says, are you puking? <laughs> Meaning, you know, uh, are you happy? Strange way to put it, but that's what he meant. And I said, yeah, I'm, yes, I think I'm, I'm getting pretty excited about this. And that is a little look at the week that was from November 22nd until 26th in music history. There's more every single day on the award-winning Nova.ie. My name is Marty Miller. Thank you for checking out our podcast. And did you learn something? I do hope so.